The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You can not only learn from your mistakes, you can celebrate them. They define who you are and serve as a learning tool to become your most beautiful self ever. Welcome to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting, with your host, Jim Stacy. Jim is the author of 11 books and is here to help you experience the power of the divine deep within yourself. It's inside you. You just have to know where and how to look for it. Now, here is Jim Stacy. And thank you for listening today. I am Jim Stacy, your host. But before we get started, I want to remind you of three different ways that you can get in touch with me. First of all, is my website, which is www.thedivineiswithinus.com. Also on Facebook, the same five words, The Divine Is Within Us. On Gmail, thedivineiswithinus at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to have your thoughts, your questions, or comments. So please, go there when you can and ask me questions or say whatever you'd like. I really would like to, to have you do that. So if you can, grab a piece of paper or two and a pen. Uh, there'll be plenty of opportunity to take some notes again today. Today's show is Dancing in the Delights of Imperfection. Yes, you heard that right. Dancing with what is not perfect within us. With no shame and no guilt. Because so often, in our lives, anytime an imperfection is realized or pointed out or, or we come in contact with it in some way, guilt and shame so often accompanies the feeling that we're not perfect. So I ask you, what in the world is perfect? Every imperfection is a door to be opened and an adventure to enter. Every imperfection holds an insight to be gained and appreciated. Every imperfection also holds an opportunity for you and me to find and get in touch with and be our most beautiful self. You can virtually choose any life experience you want, but not until you decide to have it by acting on it. So just what is an imperfection anyway? Have you ever asked yourself that question? We think we know deep inside of ourselves, but so often it comes as a result of being accused of something or something being pointed out about us that someone else doesn't like. So who says so? Who is it that defines imperfection for you? And I always wonder, why that? Of all the things that come at us from other people and their voices about our imperfections, Oh my, so often, if not every time, behind that voice that's accusing is a person that's having a struggle with the very same thing they accuse you of being or doing. So just who are those people that think they're perfect anyway? 
Why is imperfection ever even talked about? Why is it on the screen of life opportunities and experiences? Well, I think that there are three different groups, shall we say, of those who deal with their, their imperfections or otherwise. First of all, it's those who somehow need to feel that they're perfect, that there's nothing else they have to do or be. They just can be themselves, and that's all that's required. And then there are those who just eat, drink, and be merry and live in unconsciousness because they just don't care whether imperfections exist or not. It's just not on their radar screen. And then there are those who can learn to own their imperfections, to learn from them, to choose to replace them with new energies and to keep growing and living and learning. I say, to heck with imperfection. They are beautiful parts of every one of us and we can learn to dance. Whether dancing by ourselves or there's an even more beautiful picture at times of dancing with each other as we celebrate, as we talk about, as we learn together from our mistakes and our imperfections, it really is a beautiful dance, a dance that every one of us can learn to dance to our, <clears throat> to our own tune because there are different tunes for every person. But I say more than anything else that imperfection is normal. Is that an understatement? I think it is. But what do you say? So then, are we here just to be content with our imperfections and live in unconsciousness? No, we can choose. Even our definitions of what might be perfect are flawed because those definitions are always changing. If we say that per perfect means good enough, what does that mean? If we say that perfection feels just right, what does that mean? Or if we say something is, well, that's all that's required, is that close to being perfect or isn't it? But what we say is perfect today simply may not be perfect at all for tomorrow. We've all discovered that so many times. Life is changing and changing and changing some more. But rather than be frustrated with the changes, rather than turning to some negative kind of conservative attitude where we don't want to change, we don't want to change, we can't stand change, so we've got to keep everything the same. Why don't we just wake up to life and enjoy the fact that every second of every day, everything around us and within us is changing? I really like the famous martial arts expert, Bruce Lee. He had so many good things to say, but one of my favorites is when he said, quote, to change with change is the changeless state. Now that is an amazing statement. In other words, what he was saying is, if you just keep changing and changing and changing, then you'll never have to change. I like that. But is perfect ever a reasonable goal? We need to ask ourselves, according to who? Might it be reasonable? But I'll give you a hint. Perfect is only reasonable for the one who falsely thinks that he or she has reached some stage of perfection. 
But if we could get any two of those perfect people standing side by side, I guarantee you we would only have two different definitions or interpretations of what is or what isn't perfect. Just get them arguing about their definitions, and you'll see very quickly. Perfection is just an obsession with the impossible. I'll say that again. Perfection is just an obsession with the impossible. I met a man, a church man actually, years ago, who in the midst of a discussion surprised me when he declared that he was living a perfect life. I asked, what do you mean by that? And he said in his religious mindset, I haven't sinned for over 12 years. And I thought about that. I said, wow, never thought I'd ever hear that. So I couldn't help but respond with, well, you just did. (laughs) And the look on his face was classic as he said, what do you mean? I said, you just lied and you know it. What does your religion say about pride? I thought that was one of the seven deadly sins in your Bible. As he turned away, I can see that he got the point. Self-righteousness is not perfection. And yet that is what we see so often today as preachers and politicians and pundits of all sorts and those desperate to impress each other and, and all the people around them with what they think is perfection. They all have lots and lots of words for everyone else but themselves. And right there in the heart of religion is the shaming declaration of the church that says, all of you have fallen short of perfection because you've sinned and you deserve to burn forever. So the choice of so many religious adherents is to this then just pretend to be perfect. And that's what self-righteousness is. Pretending to be perfect, pretending to be just forgiven, to pretending to be different or better than they really are and what they know to be deep inside. So the choice of many people, instead of pretending, uh, you know, they just go to church, hang out with another, a bunch of other people on Sunday, and in all that, they've just begun to accept the lie about the misuse of what is called forgiveness. To somehow just get the latest dose of forgiveness and then never have to deal with the pain that you've caused someone else is the real issue. To just steal something and ask for forgiveness, to just blame others for your mistakes and then ask for forgiveness, and on and on it goes. I'm not perfect, just forgiven, I heard so often in my church years. And of course, none of us are perfect. So what are we to do about that? Yeshua taught that when we miss the mark of divine perfection, the only need we have is to come closer. Even the term in the the Christian's Bible is a Greek term called hamartia, and it's an archer's term about missing the mark. So what does an archer do? He can keep practicing and practicing and practicing at a target that's 100 yards away, or he can come closer. And the closer he gets, the more he will hit the target. So what Yeshua taught us is that the divine is within us, and all we need to do is come closer. Come closer to honesty within, come closer to understanding who we really are as human beings. 
The truth is that we can become far more beautiful than ever just by opening up to what is within. It is dancing in divine connection that we find the most beautiful parts of ourselves. All of the externals in life are what they are, but deep inside of us is what matters most. Once we begin to realize just who we are as humans, we are the divine in human form, then we can relax, step into all that is within, and dance in the delight of our imperfections. Yes, we have many of them, but the divine never requires perfection of any one of us, ever. <laughs> you heard me talk in previous shows about the human shadow, and I'll have more to say about that in coming up in just a couple of weeks. But for now, just know this, that we do have a shadow self to deal with. Our perfections are normal, and 100% of us have them. But how can that be if the divine is within us, you may ask? And right there is the subject for today's show. Yes, the shadow too is within us. The voice of the ego, the voice of the divine are always speaking. So we have a, cho a choice each day and each moment as to which voice we will listen to. The voice of the ego is a silent voice that we give in to without thinking about it. And yet we can walk a path of great delight by listening to the other voice, the voice of our higher self. We are here temporarily as physical beings on a journey, a journey back home. We're here to learn. We are all headed back home. No one is lost. No one will be. We are here. And the beauty of it all is this. Someone has left the light on for us as we walk the path home. And my friends, that light is within you. Turn your light on by owning your shadow parts. Turn your light on by dancing in the delights of your imperfections. And I'm going to have a whole list of those in the, later in the show. But we're going to talk about what negatives there are within us that we are working on. What negatives do you face right now in your life? I say, yeah, me too. So let's dance. What mistakes have you made? Ha, ah, me too. So let's dance with our mistakes and with each other as we own them, as we transform them, and as we look deeply within and through learning to see who we are, accept it and own it, we will find more and more the beauty deep within. <clears throat> the beauty that can only come from being honest and open. The beauty that can only come from dancing with each other in our imperfections and encouraging each other to be more. We're coming up right now on time for a break, so I will catch up with you on the other side of three minutes. is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Jim Stacy is the author of 11 books, including his first title, Jesus Was Not a Christian, Healing the Shame and Fear from Man-Made Theology. That book is available on Amazon. The other 10 books, which are titled A Healing Spiritual Journey, are available as downloads on thedivineiswithinus.com. When you visit that site, you may also download his CDs and articles. And you can also find out more about where Jim will be speaking, spiritual retreats, and vision quests. Visit www.thedivineiswithinus.com today. 
Jim Stacy's first book, Jesus Was Not a Christian, is available on Amazon.com. Discover what the church has been hiding for over 1,700 years. Find out why people carry the wounds of guilt and shame instead of the power of loving and being loved. Discover that you are part of the divine. Learn about the kingdom of heaven within you and find out why history has been twisted by those who slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent people. See why the real Jesus never said the words hell or sin. Jesus Was Not a Christian, available right now on Amazon.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. You are listening to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to the divine is within us at gmail.com. Again, that's the divine is within us at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Here again is Jim Stacy. So we're talking about dancing. Don't we all love to dance? Turn the music on, feel the freedom and the beauty of moving. Yes. And there's never ever a reason to sit on the sidelines. Not when it comes to life. Not when it comes to accepting what is less than what we really are. Oh, we can sit on the sidelines instead of participating if we like, but there's no punishment for sitting on the sidelines. And there's no punishment for dancing either. (laughs) We might regret sitting on the sidelines and not doing something about what we know deep inside can be changed. But which is the most beautiful path to walk? Which is the path to delight for you? We're talking about that today. A few more thoughts about this dance before we get into some specifics. As you well know, there's not just one way to dance. That's the beauty of it. There are so many ways, so many ways to celebrate. So as I talk about, number one, the dance of discovering our mistakes, and two, embracing those mistakes as we learn just why we've made them, you and I can choose for ourselves how we want to do this dance. So I encourage you to listen to your own heart. Always sing your own song and move fully into the dance that fits your tune the best. I'll have lots of ideas, suggestions, and ways to work on our imperfections and our mistakes But exactly how you do that is your choice and yours alone. I'll be giving thoughts and ideas, but do not follow me. Follow your own heart. Listen to what your heart says. You choose your path because nobody else walks your path but you. And that's beautiful. Oh, yes, there'll be times when we ask ourselves to dance in the intimacy of looking deep within. And there will be times when we ask others to dance with us in our common mistakes as we share together what we're learning, as we share together what we've already learned, as we share together the beautiful parts of ourselves that we have come to own and appreciate because the beauty that is within is our gift to the world. There is nothing more important to give to each other and to the whole planet than the beauty of our own higher self. So what is this dance? 
I'm going to use a simple and yet a very powerful insight from the Aramaic Yeshua, Jesus, what he taught in many ways about obtaining what it is we want. He taught this principle in three simple words, ask, seek, and knock. And yet within these three simple words are some very powerful spiritual practices that you are certain to enjoy. Yes, I said enjoy. Sometimes it sounds a bit intimidating to think I have to own my mistakes. I have to look at my imperfections. I have to really deal with some of those. Oh, yes. Yes, we do. And that's the enjoyment. Yeshua taught this, not as a quick way of manifesting something, but you know, without paying attention to the inner landscape of the human journey. But we can talk about manifesting, and yet if we're not also including paying attention to our inner landscape, we're really not being honest. To obtain is beautiful, but to just think we're going to obtain without doing some beautiful inner work is at times futile, I think. The Aramaic teaches us that in order to obtain what we desire, we must first make room for it amidst all of the things that are cluttering up our lives. We tend to fill spaces around us instead of leaving them empty. And you know, we tend to do the very same thing inside of ourselves. We always find things to fill up the spaces that we feel because in some ways we are afraid of emptiness. I want to say to you, my friends, to empty something is beautiful. To make room and to create space is beautiful. It's not a negative. We can sit in that anticipation. We can look inside of ourselves and we can fill those spaces or we can leave them empty until we are ready to fill them with what is meaningful and beautiful. And sometimes we cover over our mistakes because we haven't known how to open the inside door and let them go. But as we let them go, we create more space for what we really want to be. When we commit ourselves to the goal of inner transformation, that is a spiritual commitment to becoming that most beautiful self. All of our mistakes, again, I can't say this enough, and all of our imperfections are only doorways into the most beautiful self that we are or will be or what is yet to come. And remember, the more beautiful you become, that is your gift to the world. But when Yeshua said, ask and it shall be given to you, seek and you will find, and he said, knock and it will be opened for you. He was not just giving his followers a quick and easy way to get something. He was talking about an ongoing spiritual practice that will shape our journey on the way back home. The Aramaic words are in the present progressive tense, and, and they mean to ask and keep on asking, to seek and keep on seeking, to knock and keep on knocking. In other words, it's an ongoing practice for us here. It's not once and we're done. But how do we create that space inside of ourselves? This is what the dance is all about. We create space inside with intensity and focus, not casually or indifferently. What we focus on is what we shall receive. The three words ask, seek, and knock are followed by three other very important words. Ask and you be given, seek and you will find, knock and it will be opened. 
When we step into the spiritual practices, as we'll see in just a minute or two, it is certain that we will not be left without what we ask for. Seek and await the door opening to new opportunities is the process for us because the practice of life-changing seeking or asking, seeking, and knocking is a very real and potent, uh, powerful uh, journey for us. It is life itself. It's not just for the one who wants to live as usual without making the beautiful changes. I have a list of more than a dozen kinds of imperfections that we can dance with. And I'll be talking about each uh, uh, or many of them today, as as many as I have time for. But first, let's look at a couple more details about the dance. The dance of asking is asking for insights, not just quick answers. Asking for understanding, not just for a new Lexus. Then we empty ourselves of all that's in the way. As I shared with you on the very first show of my series, when I went to the Baja Desert and spent days in the desert emptying the old patterns, the old attitudes, excuses, the fears, the habits, the old views of myself and others, emptying myself of desperation and clinging and so much more. To ask is not to kick the vending machine. You know how it is. We put in our quarter or or a handful of quarters today. And then if nothing comes out, what's our first response? We've been banging on the vending machine or kicking the vending machine, perhaps. Begging from one who doesn't think they deserve an answer. That's where it comes from. The one who doesn't think they deserve thinks they have to kick the machine or beg or somehow be more pious in order to get that answer. But the more we know about our divinity within, the less we need to think about that begging, the less that begging is necessary. We never have to prove our sincerity. We just ask. To ask is like requesting a treasure map. Show me how to get where I'm wanting to go. I promise you, my friends, every time we ask, we will receive that. Every time. It may take a few days or longer or shorter, but when we ask with that kind of sincerity, saying, I want to do my inner work, I want to find what it is that is most important on my journey back home, we will find it. It will be given to us. And much more to come on that, just a few minutes. The next ingredient after asking is simply saying thank you. Have you ever looked yourself in the mirror and said thank you to yourself? I would encourage you to do that. Look yourself in the eye. Thank you for doing your inner work. Thank you for being on this journey. Thank you. And then thank the divine within, your highest self. Thank yourself for the commitment that you're involving yourself in by doing this work. It will be given to you. Asking is continuous, so keep on asking each day. Keep on asking each week and be aware and know that the answers are coming to you all the time. When you ask, then start watching. I found so many times I may be driving down the road and something on a billboard, oh my goodness, might speak to the question and the answer I'm looking for. Something on television. Something a friend or someone else might say. Something that comes through my thoughts, my awareness. 
and I can ask myself, what is the message for me right now? What are you here to teach me? What is your gift in all of this? What understanding are you offering me? And the second step after asking is seeking. We seek for the answers and the insights. We seek to know, not just to have the information, but we seek to know so that we can make a change. You can seek the best when your asking is clear. So spend time checking your requests and clarifying them. Simple is much better than complex. Your intuition is the key to hearing the answers you're wanting, so pay attention to the thoughts that come into your mind and to that deep inner knowing that passes through your soul. Your awareness of what is happening all around you is very important, so pay attention to the events that surround you. And then be aware of all that comes into your knowing. Sometimes you just know something is true. Listen to that voice and check it out to see what is being said. Your intuition is so many times the voice of the divine within you speaking. And we can learn to know the difference between that and the ego that says for us to do some other things. There is also that aha moment that comes unexpectedly. These can be very helpful and we need to look for them and check them out by comparing them with all else that's happening in our lives. Seeking is continuous. It's taking that treasure map in hand and taking the next step to finding that treasure, not in the mountains somewhere, but in deep within your own self. It will be found. So get ready. You will know it. We're coming up again on the time for another break. So I'll be right back with you after two or three minutes. America 7th Wave Channel. Jim Stacy's first book, Jesus Was Not a Christian, is available on Amazon.com. Discover what the church has been hiding for over 1,700 years. Find out why people carry the wounds of guilt and shame instead of the power of loving and being loved. Discover that you are part of the divine. Learn about the kingdom of heaven within you and find out why history has been twisted by those who slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent people. See why the real Jesus never said the words hell or sin. Jesus was not a Christian. Available right now on Amazon.com. Jim Stacy is the author of 11 books, including his first title, Jesus Was Not a Christian, Healing the Shame and Fear from Man-Made Theology. That book is available on Amazon. The other 10 books, which are titled A Healing Spiritual Journey, are available as downloads on thedivineiswithinus.com. When you visit that site, you may also download his CDs and articles, and you can also find out more about where Jim will be speaking, spiritual retreats, and vision quests. Visit www.thedivineiswithinus.com today. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to the divine is within us at gmail.com. Again, that's the divine is within us at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Here again is Jim Stacy. 
So we've been talking about asking and seeking. A couple more thoughts about the knocking part, and we'll get started with our list. And I promise you that the list will, though we won't finish it today, uh, in two weeks from today, my plan is to come back to this and do part two on dancing with our imperfections. Next week, I'll be talking about the power in loving your own self. It all fits together, so you'll see. When it comes to knocking, knocking on doors, to knock on a door is to ask, to seek, and then to look at possibilities. The door to what you want, the door to what you're asking and seeking will be opened, but it will be opened from the inside. That's so important. As in the Aramaic, it teaches that there's, there's really no handle on the door outside. It's not something you grab a hold of. It's, there's not a doorbell you keep ringing and ringing or pounding on the door. But it's knocking and standing back, waiting for the door to be open. No, there's not somebody on the other side that you have to please first because you and your preparation to receive are the keys to the door opening. I hope that makes sense. You're not a victim. You're not waiting to where you get to be good enough or perfect enough or whatever else it is so that, that someone else or whatever, that door will open on the other side. It isn't that way. You open the door yourself by the processes of asking and seeking and the inner heart preparation, the owning of our shadow stuff, the dealing with all those things and celebrating them, choosing to live in different patterns and different ways. As we prepare ourselves, you are the one opening the door. Knocking louder won't help. Pushing harder isn't the key. The door will open as our inner preparation advances. We never have to get to some place of, imp of, of perfection before a door opens. The door opens, and we learn, and we grow. When we knock with expectation, we knock with our inner alignment. Again, there's no latch on the outside of the door. We unlock it, or we open it, by doing our inner work and the spiritual practices of emptying and clearing. We are not victims. We are not waiting for someone else to think that we're good enough. And if there's ever any mistake that's been made about understanding the divine, that is it. For that fabricated theological God that is always angry and wanting to punish simply does not exist. That is a lie. The divine is not that way. We are not victims. Theology makes us victims. Dogma makes us victims. But the opening of the door is the opening of that treasure chest. Remember the map? And seeking the treasure, the treasure chest opens. And when we open that treasure chest, what do we find? We find our own more beautiful self inside there. And we keep preparing. We keep doing the work. We keep allowing ourselves to celebrate and dance in the imperfection. And the door opens. When the door opens, then we step into it. Then we say, wow. Now what? Because that isn't the end of it all. That door opening is the door to your being far more than you've ever known. It is beautiful. It is an amazing experience. I know some of this, and I've practiced some of this, and I keep practicing it. The beauty that awaits us is the door that opens.
So let's start with a list. You thought I'd never get to it, didn't you? <laughs> uh, I, th I wondered myself. Anyway, dancing with our imperfections is the same thing as dancing with our teachers. Let me say that again. To dance with our imperfections is to dance with our teachers. Pain and suffering, number one. Let's look at that for a moment. What kind of pain are you experiencing in your life right now? What kind of suffering are you or have you been going through? There are so many different kinds. Pain and suffering come from people outside, events outside, but also from things on the inside. We have mental pain and suffering. There's physical pain and suffering, emotional, spiritual pain and suffering. And the spiritual pain and suffering is, mostly comes from not knowing who we truly are. Then there's a psychic kind of pain and suffering. And we can approach pain and suffering usually from, well, I guess usually it's from the uh, question of why did this happen to me? Have you ever caught yourself doing that? We all have, sure. Why did this happen to me? And instead, I want to change that question. Think of it this way. And sit down with that pain or that suffering, whatever it is, and ask a different question. Ask this. Why did that happen for me? Why did that happen? Wow, what's the gift in this? What is this about? Why did this happen for me, not to me? We are not victims. Pain and suffering is never about making us feel like a victim. So I'm encouraging you to take your paper and pen. Make a list of the pain and the suffering that you have endured or that you are enduring right now. Have you experienced the loss of a relationship? Have you experienced the loss of a job? Are you struggling with Details in your life that cause you pain and suffering? Are there health issues? Did someone die and leave this planet? Have you been assaulted? Physical pain. Have you been bullied? And I say this primarily to my LGBT friends because there's so much bullying today uh, for our, our gay and lesbian friends. I have many friends, both gay and lesbian, I have a beautiful transgendered friend. And I say some of these, <laughs> these people are some, of the, are some of the most beautiful people in the whole world. Heterosexuals as well, of course. And that's why we need to dance in who we are. We are human beings with the divine within. So make a list of what is it that's causing you pain and suffering. Then just pick the one or two that's, say, the most difficult the most uh, intense, shall I say, and write them down. Now, are you ready? Just ask yourself, is there any way that I have contributed to this picture? Sometimes it helps to sit down with notes and have a, a small hand mirror where you can write something down and then pick up the mirror and look at yourself with love and respect and say, did I contribute to this? Did I cause this in some way? Have I done this to someone else at some time in my life? Hmm, how might I have done that? 
when did I do that? Oh, yes, I remember. I did. But why did I do that? Have I caused pain and suffering for anyone else? And yes, my friends, we all know that we have. Whether consciously or otherwise, whether at a moment of protecting something inside or just being angry with someone. But what will I do about that? That is the question. So check your mirror. The mirror says, what is being reflected back to me in this situation? What is being reflected back to you, my friends, as you look at a painful situation in your life? Look at that and be honest about it. And don't shrink away from it. Say, oh my goodness, yes. Yes, it reflects this to me. I've been this, I've done that, and I'm not going to push that away any longer. I'm going to own it and say, yes, I did, and I'm changing that. Yes, I said that, and I'm choosing to not say that anymore. Is there some secret within you that you've not yet owned? Is there some pain that you've uh, been hiding? What gift is awaiting your claiming the pain and suffering? What gift is within it that, that is waiting for you to claim it? Could your life purpose be a part of understanding the gift that's waiting for you in the pain and suffering? I say yes. Yes, pain and suffering always requires us to change something, and we get to choose. As I look back on my life, and I told you about that in the first show, all the years of pain and suffering that I endured at the hands of religious people, I know now today that that was all a part of my purpose. I could not sit here today and share with you on radio about all these issues of claiming and, and, and finding our most beautiful self if I hadn't walked through it, if I hadn't been through it. We never seek forgiveness from someone and then walk away. We look at ourselves, we choose to look inside and say, okay, I am going to change my patterns. And I'm going to prove to the other person that I hurt that it's not going to happen again. And you know what? We really can never ask for forgiveness until we know that that other person knows. And we won't receive forgiveness until they know that it's very likely that it will not happen again. So we look at the pain and the suffering. We're honest about what we might have contributed in the whole thing. And we look at ourselves in the mirror. And then we say, what am I going to choose to change this? What, what's going to replace this? Pain and suffering, what is your message to me? What are you here to teach me? And what is your gift in all of this? What understanding are you offering me? I say, look that pain and suffering right in the eyes and demand, yes, demand, that it reveal its gifts for you. You can do it. I know, I've done it. And I'm telling you, it, it's beautiful. What are the insights I've gained, the lessons that I've learned? It all takes me to a deeper place. I understand other people more I under, by understanding myself. The more honest I am about me, the more honest I can be with you. The more honest I am about me, the more I can look you in the eye and say, I love you, and I'll support you 
and I'll stand with you. I will not reject you because you have done the same thing that I have. Remember, we dance in our imperfections only as we claim them and learn from them. You can do it. It's time for another break right now. I'll be right back with you in a couple minutes. The Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Jim Stacy is the author of 11 books, including his first title, Jesus Was Not a Christian, Healing the Shame and Fear from Man-Made Theology. That book is available on Amazon. The other 10 books, which are titled A Healing Spiritual Journey, are available as downloads on thedivineiswithinus.com. When you visit that site, you may also download his CDs and articles. And you can also find out more about where Jim will be speaking, spiritual retreats, and vision quests. Visit www.thedivineiswithinus.com today. Jim Stacy's first book, Jesus Was Not a Christian, is available on Amazon.com. Discover what the church has been hiding for over 1,700 years. Find out why people carry the wounds of guilt and shame instead of the power of loving and being loved. Discover that you are part of the divine. Learn about the kingdom of heaven within you and find out why history has been twisted by those who slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent people. See why the real Jesus never said the words hell or sin. Jesus Was Not a Christian, available right now on Amazon.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. You are listening to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to the divine is within us at gmail.com. Again, that's the divine is within us at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Here again is Jim Stacy. So let's continue with the list that I have uh, for you today. Actually, I have 17 different items that I want to talk about, and there's no way we're going to do that in the nine minutes remaining. But as I mentioned to you before, Two weeks from today, I'm going to be taking this as part two, and I promise you we'll get to them. So the first, and I feel one of the most important issues ever, is the one we just talked about, is dealing with these issues of pain and suffering. But the second one I have on my list is called making enemies. Uh Uh-oh. How many enemies do you have? How many enemies have we had? I'm going to say this. What I've learned is that what I fear most becomes my enemy so that I can push it away. I'll say that again. What we fear the most becomes our enemy, becomes what we label as enemies, whether it's people or things or ideas or whatever. But we usually label something as an enemy so we can push it away. Well, that's obvious, isn't it? Because do we really do anything else but push away enemies? <laughs> of course not. And this is one of the reasons why Yeshua said it's important to love our enemies. Because in loving our enemies is really the act of loving the parts of ourself that we have pushed away. The parts of our disowned self. 
the parts of that false self that we have hold on to at times. But sometimes we push away people for the very same reason. In fact, most of the time, we don't like something that somebody reflects back to us about ourselves, perhaps. <laughs> we push them away. The best way, oh, that's he's an enemy. She is an enemy. Oh, can't stand it. Hate that thing. Hate that person. <laughs> so whatever we don't want to deal with becomes our enemy. And what I've said many times and written about some of my books is that if I stop labeling somebody as an enemy, I will never have any. If I stop labeling, they will never be an enemy. And I've decided in my own life that the most difficult person that may exist out there, I refuse to label that person as an enemy. And I've experienced that right here in my own neighborhood. I have a lot of really great neighbors. And I have one that's, well, shall I say, extremely <laughs> difficult to deal with. And I made the mistake of labeling that person as an enemy. And then I had to change that. No, I will not. That person is hurting. That person is in deep pain. I don't know what it all is. But if I have refused to label that person as an enemy, then I will be available if and when they ever need help. What situations in your life have you been pushing away? What situations have become your enemy? What people have you pushed away? What future possibilities have you pushed away or avoided because, well, you fill in the blank? Why have we? So I'm going to ask you again, take that paper and pencil and make a list of the enemies that you now have in your life. Not just people, but situations, circumstances. But most of all, most of our enemies are people. So write them down, write the names down, and ask yourself, hmm, why that person? Why did I label that person as an enemy? What happened? What were the issues involved? Were they just nasty people? Do I see any of myself in them? And oh, they're sure, there are times when that person just doesn't reflect much of anything back to us. It's just, yes, there are people out there that are very, very difficult to be next to, very difficult to be around, so it's easier to push them away. But the important question is, if we ask ourselves if they reflect anything back to us, then we are free to stand in a different energy, the energy of acceptance and maybe maybe the energy of, of be, feeling sorry for them or, or trying to understand what has hurt them trying to understand the pain and suffering that that person is going through or they wouldn't be so nasty as they are. But if we make a list of our enemies, of all that we have endured for years, more or less, make a list of all the enemies that are presently causing you issues in your life. And remember, we've labeled them for a reason. But why have we held on for this law. Why has a certain person been an enemy for years? Oh, that happens. But why can't we let go? My friends, I would suggest that the reason I cannot let go 
is because there's something in them that reflects back a part of me that I don't want to own, that I don't want to deal with. So, what are we going to do? We have the choice. Why have we held on? Only you can say that. Only you can know that. But ask yourself right now how you have contributed to this picture. Check the mirror. Always check the mirror and ask, what is my part in this situation? Ask that enemy, bring that face before you and say, what is your message to me? Enemy, <laughs> what are you here to teach me? What is your gift in all this? What understanding are you offering to me? An understanding that I pushed away because I just don't like you. We can do this work. Once we do it, it'll be so much easier to do it the next time. In seeking to know what the enemy is all about, we are really seeking to know the beauty of what we can become. To understand the process of transformation, which is always, this is what's been, but this is what's going to be. Transformation is always replacing what has been with what is and what will be. Transformation is beautiful. And as we find support from each other, and we talk to each other about the mistakes we've made and the things we've learned, <laughs> what else is there to do but to dance, to celebrate? Turn the music on. Oh, wow, I didn't know you learned that. That helps me to learn something. And they say the same thing back to you. For everything we work through, everything we seek to know about the beauty in us and the beauty in the other people are there because the dance together helps us understand each other. The beauty in that is that we help each other to become more beautiful. Every day, every day, this can be our practice. So we knock on this door. Is this one the one to open? Is this what I have to learn? Or maybe this is what I have to learn. Or maybe it's that. But what new and different choices are mine to make? What new experiences are mine to know? What search must I pursue? What path must I walk? Well, there are so many things to look at within ourselves. And as I said, I have a whole list from uh, we talk about in two weeks from believing lies and why that has been true, uh, issues about hurting other people and issues about pushing others away and issues about being doormats and uh, looking at our own dishonesty and what we're blind to. There are so many things that we can, can look at. And we will. So, my friends, we can dance. With ourselves, we can dance in the delights of our imperfections, but only when we own them and only when we look at them and choose to change them. We dance in our imperfections as we claim them and learn from them because dancing with others in that celebration is what life is all about. No one is less then we are all in this together so let's dance in the beauty of being the divine in human form in the quest to know our true identity and the beauty of life in honesty and integrity 
we own and celebrate with each other. You are far more beautiful than you have yet realized. Next week, the power in loving your own self. This is Jim Stacy. I will see you next time. Thank you for tuning into the program today. Please join Jim Stacy for another edition of Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting, next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. This week, let the divine work for you and with you. You're bound to experience a new life.